All right, church, good morning. Happy New Year. Uh, things are already going great. Amen? The cats are undefeated. Enjoy it while it lasts. Amen? Because we have no idea what tomorrow holds, do we? It is a good day to be in the house of the Lord. There is no other place that I would rather be than right here among my brothers and my sisters in Christ. Uh, be praying, church, for Brother Leroy. As most of you all know, Brother Leroy has been in the hospital for a couple of days and been dealing uh, with some sickness, and uh, he's very weak. And so, Brother Leroy, if you're watching this morning, Brother, know we love you. We're praying for you uh, and Miss Anna as well. And so our hearts and our prayers go out to them this morning. I pray that you have your Bible with you this morning. You can see where we're going to be, hopefully, in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, is where we're going to be. You can see the title of the sermon this morning, two words, Christ is, Christ is. So I pray that you have your bulletin, your sermon outline is in there, open that up. Hopefully you've got your Bible, hopefully you've got a pen or a pencil with you this morning as we work through God's Word together. Someone once asked me this question. They said, preacher, they said, would you want to worship a God that you can truly understand, truly put your finger on, and be able to know what he's thinking? The question I more I came to realize that I can't truly understand the way God always thinks. I can't truly understand the way God always works. And I can't truly always understand the way that God goes about his business. Matter of fact, in the Bible, in the book of Isaiah 55, the Bible tells us that God's thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not whose are not our ways. And then there are many instances throughout the New Testament as we read about the life of Jesus Christ that baffles us and amazes us from the miracles, the healings, becoming our ultimate sacrifice, rising from the dead in three days, ascending to heaven, sending us the Holy Spirit, and then promising that He will what? That he will return. So I realize there are many things that I cannot thoroughly explain about Jesus. But then I realized it's not up to me to prove the supernatural ability of Jesus Christ. It's my responsibility as a Christian to teach and preach which Christ has made clear to all men. So this new year, where do we begin? Isn't that what people are asking? Is where do we start? It's 2021. There's a new day that's come. We are excited. There is a vaccine that is being distributed and more and more it's on its way. And so people are instantly putting their hope and their joy in something that's going to be put into their what? And into their heart or to their arm. But let me ask you this question, folks. Are we more are we more concerned about what we're putting into our hearts? 
See, I think this changes much more than what we give it granted and how we take these things. I have no idea what your New Year's resolutions are. For some, it'll be to lose weight. For some, it'll be to exercise. For some, it'll be to pass school. For some, it'll be to get back in school. For others, maybe it's a new job. It's a new career. But I want to ask you this right now before we ever get into 2021 at a rapid pace, because we're going to go that way. Right now to you, who is Christ? Right now to you, who is Jesus? Jesus once asked Peter, he said, Peter, he said, who do you say that I am? Peter said, you're the son of God. So I ask you this morning, who is Jesus? Who is Christ to you? And our sermons this new year for the next couple of months is going to be coming from the book of John because John's evangelistic goal should be our own as Christians as we testify about Jesus and we try to communicate a message that says, but these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God. And by believing, you may have life in His name. Wouldn't it be awesome to see people get saved in 2021, church. Wouldn't it be awesome to see children come to know Jesus as their Savior? Wouldn't it be awesome to see our youth and our teenagers come and give their life to Jesus? Wouldn't it be awesome to see adults of all ages come and say, I need Jesus Christ in my life? Wouldn't it be awesome in 2021 to see the church explode and we get and we love each other, and we encourage each other, and we come and we worship in spirit and in truth, and we can hug each other and shake hands with each other and lift each other up. I don't know about you, but I miss that. Amen? Amen. 2021, I think, is going to give us that opportunity. Are we ready for that? So where do we start? We start in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. Look at your Bible. As we read God's word together. In the beginning was the what? Was the word. And the word was with who? Was with God and the word was God. And he was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this new day that you've made. Thank you for the opportunity to be here and to worship your great and your holy name. Father, thank you for letting us bring our gifts and our tithes unto you, Father God. Lord, thank you for giving us the health to get up out of bed this morning, Lord, and to put our clothes on and to come and to worship you with our brothers and our sisters in Christ. Father, maybe this year of 2021, we need to rededicate who we are within you. Father, maybe we need to get re-energized and, and get re-excited about who Jesus Christ is in our lives. So, Father, it will just go out amongst us. It will go into our families and, and to our jobs and to our friends. And, and people will want to know what's different about us. Well, God, it all starts with Jesus and understanding who Jesus is in our lives. 
Lord, we know he's such an awesome Savior. But Father, there's much more to know. And so God, as we start this new year, Lord, I pray to see the Holy Spirit move in a great way. Move in our lives, Lord. May we see you do something great here today. For it's in the name of Jesus we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. Now what you're going to notice about the book of John is that it differs in certain aspects compared to Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But it also has several similar aspects as well. But I want you to notice that John goes all the way back to the what? To the beginning. And that's where we're going to start this morning. For this new year of 2021, I want to share with you some characteristics about Jesus Christ that John felt was instrumental to share. So one could begin to understand who this Jesus is, which in turn would help produce faith in Jesus Christ. And so it starts with this. Number one, are you ready? Christ is eternal. We're going to learn a few things today with each other. Christ is eternal. So when it comes to the existence of Christ, people can become very confused. Let's, let's just admit that. Right? People become very confused. At this time of year, people look at the birth of Jesus and they think, well, that's his initial beginning. But in all actuality, Jesus is always what? Jesus has always been. And I want to explain this to you in three simplistic ways this morning. Are you ready? Number one, Christ is pre-existent, which means Christ was before creation. That's what the Bible tells us, which means he's always existed. In the beginning doesn't mean from the beginning or from his beginning. We have to remember that Jesus Christ is beyond what? He's beyond time. He is beyond time. And Jesus did not become like you and me. Psalm 90 verse 2 says, Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. For some people, this is hard. Because they think, well, I can't explain that. I can't put my hands around that. Well, let me ask you, do you want to worship a God that you can put your hands around? Do you want to worship a God that you think to yourself, I can thoroughly explain every single aspect of who he is? Listen, the Bible tells us, blessed are those that believe, but have yet not what? But have yet not seen. So people are saying, well, I can't see Jesus, so I'm not going to believe in Jesus. That are in Jesus Christ are filled with the Holy what? The Holy Spirit. So in all actuality, you may be the only Jesus representation that anyone will ever what? Will ever see. Pastor, that's a hard load to bear. Well, Jesus never said being a Christian would be what? Would be easy. The second thing is this. Christ is coexistent. He's coexistent, which means Christ was also before creation. But we also understand this from the Bible. It says, and the Word was with who? It was with God. So the word with has the idea of both begin with the acting toward. So he was with God and acting with God. There's a relationship here between God and the Word or Christ. Perfect body. They acted what? They acted together. 
In John 5.30, Jesus said, I can do nothing on my own initiative because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who has sent me. Well, who was the him that had sent him? It was the Father. It was God. And then lastly, we know this, Christ is self-existent. The Bible says, and the Word was God. The Word was God. Now, many people have tried to minimize Jesus by calling him a a God rather than the God. But John would have never done this because he was a monotheistic Jew. It means he believed in one what? He believed in one God. So what John is saying is that Christ is the very nature and the essence of the Father, though they differed in person. Jesus was the very substance and character of God in all his perfection. John 14, 9 tells us this. Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? Seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? That's because Christ is self-existent. Holy Spirit, well, let me ask you this, and I want you to think about this. You ready? How many different people are you? I'm a father. I'm a pastor. I'm a son. I'm a teacher. I'm a neighbor. I'm a cousin. I'm a friend. And the list goes on and on and on. I'm more than just one, but I'm one in Christ. This is why it's so important for us. People will say, well, Brother Donnie, isn't it just okay that I say, I believe in Jesus Christ? Absolutely. But who is he to you? How would you explain it to someone? People come to me and they say, Brother Donnie, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died and rose again. But Brother Donnie, I don't believe that God created I don't believe that Jesus created all of this that we see. And I say, well, then you don't believe in the Bible. You don't believe in God's holy word. Well, what are you doing? You're putting words in my mouth. Well, you just told me you believe Jesus is the Son of God and that he died for your sins and he's the Savior of the world. But you just told me that you don't believe that Jesus and God did all of these things that we see. And I said, so if you're saying that, then you don't in God's word. Well, preacher, enlighten me. In the beginning, Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, John chapter 1. God and Jesus were together and they were acting as one. They were together. Christ is eternal. And then number two, Christ is also the what? The creator. Number two in your, in your bulletin this morning, Christ is the creator. Look at the first part of verse three. Preacher, what do you mean? Well, look at this. We'll look at it together. Test the scripture, amen? It says, through him all what? All things remain. So Brother Donnie is not telling you this as this is my word, amen? Brother Donnie is sharing this with you because this is whose word? This is his word. Through him all things were Made. Now, the Greek word for all things is pos, which means each and every detail of creation, whether if it's material, spiritual, angelic, animal, or human, was created by who? By God. Colossians 1.16, it says this, you ready? For him, or for by 
by him, all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him. Him. Now, this is hard for us to wrap our heads around what I'm going to say here next, but are you ready? Christ needed no substance. Christ needed no matter to borrow from, to build, or to create with. Are you following me? But in order for us to build or to make something, we have to have what? We have to have material. We have to have supplies. Concrete workers need what? They need concrete. Home builders need what? They need wood. They need nails. Artists need what? They need clay. They need a canvas. They need paint. They need pencils. Car manufacturers need what? They need metal. They need... Spoke the word and he made something from nothing. Amen? He made something from nothing. And that's exactly what we see in the first chapter of the book of Genesis. This coming Wednesday night, guess where we're going to start? A new study from the book of Genesis. You need to be in the Word of God, church. You need to study it. You need to look over it. You need to read it. And Wednesday night, we're going to start a brand new study right here on the book of Genesis. I pray if you have time, come and be a part of what we're going to be talking about. Verse 3 also says, without him nothing was made that has been made. So I'm going to share three facts with you. Are you ready? Fact number one on your handout, everything owes its existence to who? Jesus. Everything owes its existence to Jesus Christ. Fact number two. Christ had a what? He had a plan. Who did he have a plan for? He had a plan for all creation. From rejoicing, to praying, to worshiping, to giving things, to loving him with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and to, and to loving each other. We owe our existence to Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, when he made us, he had a plan for who? He had a plan for you. He had a plan for us. And then fact three, Christ didn't just create him what? And forget. He didn't just create us and forget. In the 17th century, there was a belief or a philosophy referred to as deism. How many of y'all have ever heard of deism? So deism would teach, they believed that there was a God or a supreme being that created the world and he had no interest in it. He said, here it is, do as you please. I have no interest in you, I have no interest in your family, I have no interest in the church, I have no interest, here it is, just do what you ever want to do. But I want us to remember this. God not only made everything, but God continues to care about this world, and especially you. Now, church, I realize there are some that are questioning God's love for creation because of the violence and because of the disease that we see and hear about constantly through social media. 
But we need to understand that much of the evil that we are seeing today, much of the evil that we are witnessing today doesn't happen because God doesn't love us. Amen? That is not what this is about. God made us. God gave us free will to choose Him and to serve Him or not to. And so the problems that we are seeing are coming about because many people are not turning to God. Many people are turning what? Away from God. So when you have a country, when you have a world that doesn't put their trust in God, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think it's going to get better? Do you think people are going to become nicer, more loving, more responsible? Or do you think you're going to see some of the things that's going on in our world right now where homes have fallen apart, where people do not respect each other's own things, where people loot, kill, and destroy, where life is not valued at all anymore in this earth? That's what you're going to see. We're trying to become a world that everything we do, we know God, we know that there's a God, but God, we don't want you here, Lord. Evil things that we see in this world, it's not because God has quit loving us. Oh no. The evil and the things that we see in this world is because many people have decided they're going to quit loving God. Or they just don't know God. And that's what's so scary, church. We have got to introduce the world to who? To Jesus. He has given us the ministry of what? Reconciliation. It is our responsibility to go into this world and invite people to church to share our testimony and to share what Jesus Christ has done in our what? Has done in our lives. If I went around this morning and I asked you, what has Jesus done in your life recently? I guarantee you, many of you all would say something good. Amen. King David said, I know where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of what? Maker of all. He knew. And then number three, you ready for this one? Number three, Christ is the life and the light of who? Of men. And this means for all. Not just men, not just males, but for all people, men, women, children, everyone is included. And church, watch this. Light makes it possible for life to what? To exist. To exist. And in the beginning, God created light. It was his first creative act. And now John states that life was in him. So here's what we know. Jesus is the source of our life, whether if it's physical or if it's spiritual. And this light, according to verse 5, it shines in the what? In the darkness. It shines in the darkness. So here's what I see in these two verses. You ready? We were created to what? To know Him. Do you know Jesus? Now I'm going to meddle. Are you ready? I don't mean do you know Him on Easter and Christmas. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm asking you, do you know Him as your Lord and as your Savior? Have you ever come confessed him Romans 10 9 if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead then you will be what you will be saved have you ever done that because there's been people that sit in the pews of the church all of their life and they played church but they never got saved amen 
Do you know Him? Because He's here. And you were made to know Him. The second one, life has what? Purpose. Because of Jesus, how many people do you think right now, starting off a brand new year, are having difficulty understanding their purpose on this rock? Many people are. They turn to drugs, they turn to alcohol, they turn to jumping from one relationship to the other, they turn to money, they turn to everything that they think they can turn to because that's their purpose. I got news for you, until you understand what your true purpose is, you're never going to find real life. You're never going to find real joy. One of the mysteries of this life is finding one's purpose and meaning. But for Christians, we know and hopefully understand that without Jesus, there would be no life whatsoever. The Bible says that life is in Him. And we understand that Christ is the source of our life, the way to life, and He's the truth to life. How many of you all want to go to heaven? John 14, 6 tells us that He is the way and the truth and the what? How are you going to get to heaven? Somebody tell me, how are you going to get there? Anybody taking the ship? Anybody got it booked? Anybody going to try a plane? Are you going to skydive? You think you're going to go by car? How do you get to heaven? It's not just saying, well, Brother Donnie, I've been a good person all my life. Well, if you listen to me, being a good person don't get you to heaven. I would hope that you're a good person because you're in Jesus. Amen. If being a good person was all that it took to get to heaven, God would have never sent His Son to die on a what? To die on a cross. We have purpose because of who Jesus is in our lives. And then the last one there, light overcomes the what? Light overcomes Now church, listen, darkness can bring, <laughs> darkness can do a lot of things. And I have seen people in some of their darkest times Darkness brings fear, it brings worry, it brings anxiety, it brings depression, it brings addictions, it brings immorality, and the list goes on and on and on. But I want you to listen to 2 Samuel twenty two twenty nine from King David. He said this, you are my lamp, O Lord. The Lord turns my darkness into what? Into light. God turned his darkness into light. The father of darkness is none other than whom? It's Satan himself. And listen to what Jesus says about him in John chapter 8. Jesus said these words. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him, for he is a liar, and he is the father of lies. Satan doesn't care if you hear about Jesus and the life and the light that he offers. He just doesn't want you to put your faith in Jesus because he knows if you do, you will also become a light to this what? Into this world. So as we embark 2021, where, where do we start? I think we've got to really start remembering who Jesus is. Christ is. He asked Peter, who do you say I am? And Peter said these words. He says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. 
And so church, I ask you this morning, get ready to have our time of invitation as Billy comes and we have this invitation. This is, this is for you. Who is Jesus Christ to you? Maybe this morning would be a perfect day to come and rededicate your life to Jesus. Maybe this morning would be a perfect day to come and and, and join a new church family. Maybe this morning would be the first day of your spiritual birthday and you would come and say, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. Whatever it is this morning, before we have communion, we're going to have an invitation. The very first one of 2021, will you come this morning as we stand?